What is going on, everyone? It is Austin and Ashley. Hello. We are back. Feels like a while. It's been a while. We took a week off. Been going through a lot. But we're back. We miss you all. We're thankful for everyone that's listening, subscribing. Remember, we're on Spotify now, too. So if you are a Spotify listener, you can find us there also. But uh, we are back in the flesh. Yes, we are. So we wanted to start it off by talking about just like where we're at with everything going on. And uh, we wanted to also talk about uh, just how we're feeling. There's obviously been a lot of current events going on since we've been gone when we the last podcast. So, babe, how are you feeling right now? What's going on? How are you doing? Yes. So, um, obviously, the Black Lives Matter movement was um, very um, active, uh, was an active event going on a few weeks ago. Um, and thankfully, it's been really nice. We've seen the kind of momentum continue. Um, and so, um, despite, you know, it being almost, you know, a month now of all of this, um, people are still like educating themselves and continuing to have conversations. And like we said in our last, um, in our last, um, podcast episode, I think we want to continue to have conversations. So we've ordered like two books and are kind of reading, um, a little bit more and just kind of educating ourselves. We've watched some movies as well and, and just kind of had some conversations with friends and family. Um, to talk about just different things and racial injustices that we've personally experienced as people of color. Um, but then also, um, well, for me, you know, like learning more about my own personal kind of heritage and ancestry and stuff like that. So um, it's been it's been good. It's been um, definitely enlightening, uh, but also tiring as well. There's a, you know, it's just a lot, a lot of emotions a lot of people you know posting um things and maybe upsetting me on some of their posts but just trying to push past that and um love people for where they are and continue to have conversations and just try and inform people of of maybe my opinion or of my story so yeah i mean i think for me i've i've been with with everything going on and looking for opportunities to to mobilize and have a co-curricular conversation about uh, racial biases and just the systemic racism that we see in this country. Uh, some of the things that I've been able to do is, I'm kind of, to be honest with you, tired of my story. I'm tired of talking about my experience. It's draining, it's heavy, it's hard. Uh, and sometimes when you share it, you, I mean, I'm, I'm a human, so sometimes when I share it, I expect some type of empathy or some type of uh you know understanding but you don't always get that people are nervous people are are scared of what happened to you as if it's going to happen to them by associating with you sometimes so what i've been able to do is my stuff that i've been working on is the mobilization of conversation so having conversations with those that are around me having conversations with those that i can influence and having conversations with those that don't agree with me. I have plenty of friends that uh, don't understand why this is a thing. And they have, you know, I, I think having that conversation of why this is so important um, is, is huge. And having, 
I think next, not I'm thinking, I, next week I have three conversations with campus partners about just different, different situations and whether it's culturally understanding or whether it's a book that we've read or a movie that I've seen. We're going to have some conversations about social bias, uh, racial biases and what we can do as leaders to help push the argument and the conversation. Um, just continuing to look for opportunity, uh, continuing to look for ways to spread just the word and having my own personal understanding. There's a lot of stuff that I don't understand still. And there's a lot of things that I personally want to help in my, in what I do. Something that's been pulling at my heart, I've been praying about is how are we helping those that, uh, student, those kids of color that are in high school and elementary school and junior high. Like I, I want to help students that don't have those opportunities to go to college or don't know their parents may not know how to apply for college. I want to be there to help. And I know there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of good work in that lane. I just want to be there to support and help. Um, so if anyone out there is listening to this and you know, that's what you do, please contact, please feel free to contact me. Obviously I'm going to do my part. I'm not just saying like, Hey, if someone's listening, help me out. But I really want, I want to do something to help people. And I think college for our marginalized communities is the biggest way, in my opinion, to get, to try to even the playing field with uh, education. So with that being said, babe, how's like everything outside of this going? Yeah, so I think that's part of it is, you know, just navigating um, my feelings with my own identity and being mixed. Um, but then also trying to, you know, celebrate and have good, good memories. Um, my brother is in town and he, he works out of the country usually, um, for a majority of the year. And so the fact that he's here trying to spend time with him and, and, um, make, you know, new memories with him. And so, um, we just celebrated father's day mm -hmm. and so, um, Speaking of ancestry, your mom actually got your dad that um, ancestry.com yep. test. So that'll be really interesting to see. And and we were talking about it. My my mother and my my mother in law and I were talking about it. And um, I may even do that test as well, just because I want to see mm -hmm. where you know my bloodlines kind of trace back to. I think it'd be really interesting to see, and maybe even for my dad to see too. Like, yeah. Um, just learning more about our history and like where we come from because I think that that's really important with knowing who you are and as part of your identity um, is knowing kind of your family background. Um, so yeah, good transition into family. So um, how would you say Father's Day weekend went? I think it was good. Um, did I go golf with him this last? No, that was like two weekends ago. Uh, well, we had a good time. We split it up. So Saturday we hung out with my dad. And uh, we spent a good amount of the day there. Uh, we ate tacos. We hung out in the jacuzzi. I got my dad a little uh, like pitching game basically for golf. My dad's a huge golfer now. We go golfing like once a month, you'd say, during quarantine. And, you know, it's fun because my dad's able to get competitive. All my life, my dad was somebody that always pushed athletics on us and obviously it was a wonderful thing because 
I love sports, so he was always the coach, and um, we were always competitive. We played basketball in the front lawn, baseball, name it, all of it. So uh, now we do a lot of golfing. So um, it was, you know, it was fun to get him that little gift, and then we got him some T-shirts. But it was a good time just to talk and hang out with my brothers. Obviously, during all this, it's a good time to spend with your family if you're able to get close to them if you have that luxury and for us thank god we do um so we were able to spend a lot of time with them it was a good time just joking with them and quite honestly it's almost good that there isn't sports going on because usually we would just uh nestle up in the couch and just kind of like focus on whatever game was going on it would have been the heart of the basketball finals and we know the lakers would have been there so um it was kind of good that there was no sports so we had more time to talk we talked about silly stuff. I was starting to share some of my fraternity stories. Obviously, I didn't share them before, but now I shared some of them, and I think I scared my mom a little bit with them. I need Jesus. Oh, stop it. It was 10 years ago, and, you know. Some of Austin's stories. Well, if you know Austin, his storytelling is just one of a kind. What are you trying to say? That is it bad? I mean, it's a little hard to follow sometimes. Oh. You just are, like, very jumpy in your storyline. No, everyone understood the last story I told. It was wonderful. But, yeah, that was always always a fun time to hear your college experiences as a fraternity president. Hey. Thankfully, we did not date during those days. No, but you did I try. I don't think we would be here sitting with you all if we had started dating. My, my shine was too bright at the time. Yeah. Don't worry. Let's, yeah, let's call it that. We're here now. Anyway, yeah, so it was really good to spend time with my in-laws. Um, and um, Sunday, then we hosted my dad and his wife and my brother here at our house. Um, we made cañasada and I made ceviche. And um, it was just a good time to hang out with them. And um, like Austin was saying, since there wasn't any sports, we actually played like card games. We were mm-hmm. playing like rummy and things like that. Um, I was rusty, man. I didn't play good at all. And uh, so it was just good. It was a good time. We were able to talk. We made a TikTok. Yeah. So follow us on TikTok. It's huge now. You have over a thousand people watch it. So you... Excuse me, 1,200. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm TikTok famous. You're now. almost an influencer. You're very close to it. Yeah. I'm going to quit my day job. Mm, don't do that. Oh. You haven't got the TikTok shit yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, so um, that was just really fun, and I showed my dad what TikTok was, and um, so, and then I even got uh, my brother to join in on the TikTok too, so it was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was good. That was um, good. Yeah, so I think we, we had a good time, good weekend. Um, and, you know, it just makes you really think about, like, how family is so important, especially during this time. And, you know, life isn't promised. And so mm-hmm. just being grateful for health and for family and for um, good memories. Um, and, you know, I think just with each holiday that passes, it's just, it's crazy to think, you know, we're another year together, getting another year older. Our parents are getting older. Um and you know just really trying to appreciate all the time that we can have and all the memories that we can make yeah that's for sure what would be a story what would be a like a a story from your childhood that like exemplifies who your dad is i would say one goofy one and then one that like shows his character 
Mm, I have to think about that. So goofy one is my dad is a big kid at heart. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was the, the parent that we would have a lot of fun with. Yeah. And so we used to play um, what's, what's called King of the Bed. <laughs> and I was the only girl. And then there was my brother. And then there was my dad. And we would have like pillows as our weapons. And we would like try and like knock people off the bed. Who are you knocking off the bed? Exactly. <laughs> so, but this was when my brother was scrawny. Oh, okay. was a little, little kid. Now he's 6'4 and I don't know, 200 plus pounds. <laughs> and very muscular. No, oh, he would love that you said that. Oh, whatever. It's disgusting. Anyways, <laughs> and so we would play king of the bed, but my dad, we would just always have fun. So, you know, if that meant like cooking together, baking together, um, playing, you know, roughhousing together. Although mm-hmm. I didn't really roughhouse too much because they got a little intense sometimes, my <laughs> brother and my dad. But I think like those are, that's really like a fond memory um, with him and with my brother. Um, and then... I think just more sentimental things or what did you say? Yeah, like something that exemplifies his character or like who he is. Yeah. um, I think, you know, he just always was wanting to help people. So no matter what, I think he always just wants to help and serve others. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both my parents are that way and, and... Thankfully, I feel like I've gotten that trait as well. And I'm, I, I think it's a good trait to have. But they're always wanting to bless others and help them. And so, you know, it, whether that be he serves the homeless people on the street and gives yeah. them, like, food. Yeah. Um, I remember one time we went over to the house and he had all these lunch pit, uh, lunch bags full of sandwiches and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go take it downtown. Yeah. And it was that he was yeah. going to go hand them out. Like, and he wasn't a part of any group. No. He, he just, just do it. And he does it all the time. He just, like, would go and give yeah. people food and, and stuff. And so, and my dad's always just been that way. And then always just helping, like, friends and family. Everybody. Just, like, blessing people. Even on Father's Day, he came over and then he helped, helped us, us with out. our closet door. Yeah. So, I think just his giving heart. Um, I think he, he's always just trying to, to bless others and help others. And, um, and my mom's the same way as well. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. I feel like as an adult and as, you know, we continue to think about expanding our family, like I definitely want to, want to give those traits to our kids, you know, mm-hmm. even just like as simple as like giving leftovers, you know, when we have people over and giving food to others and, yeah. and just blessing them and um yeah so how about you yeah for sure um for me i think one of the ones that sticks with me right now like just thinking on my toes is uh, if you've played sports with me or any of my brothers we talk way too much trash like we are just trash talkers to the max and it's some people think it's annoying and I've always wondered, like, did that just come for me, for me just, like, watching TV and, like, some of the influences? Because if you know me, obviously, Kobe Bryant's my number one. But number two is my boy, Allen Iverson, and then Carmelo Anthony, who talk a lot of trash. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, if you know, those are my three favorite basketball players. Anyways, so, when I was in, when I graduated college, I started working at a suit store where I was a manager of a department store. Joseph A. Banks. Yes. And (laughs) there was a time when this guy comes in 
and I'm helping him out. And he's like, what's your last name? Because it's on our name tags, only our first name. I'm like, it's Esaias. And he goes up to me and he says, is uh, my, uh, my uncle Peter? He's like, is Peter your father? And I'm like, no, that's my uncle. And he's like, who's your dad? And I said, it's da 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 And I told him my name. And he was like, oh, that's your dad? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, man, he's older than me. But all I remember from him is that he always was talking trash when we were playing ping pong. And he always would talk trash when we played basketball. And I, I will always remember that story because, like, that's – like, I remember playing in the front yard when I was super young. And my dad would be putting the, you know, putting the pressure on us, playing games and basketball and whatever. Even golfing still, too. He always has a little thing to say. And I love that about him because it just shows his competitive edge and that little swagger he's got still. Even when we're, when he's clearly going to lose, if he's up by one point for one second, he'll talk for that one second. So that's something that I always think is really cool. My dad's confidence, uh, whatever he's doing, he's always got a little bit of a pep in his step, won't you say, babe? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, the story that I can remember that kind of talks to his character would be uh, when I was, when my brother was, I don't know, younger, he played football and uh, my dad was the, uh, the athletic director, which is like the person who's in charge of all those kids' paperwork and all that stuff. Well, there was this thing and it was a called a red roster. And the red roster had all of the team, all the players on the team's official names, information, all that good stuff. And there was only one copy and you couldn't lose it because you needed that copy to prove that that team that was at the game was the team that was on the field. And if you lost it, you forfeited the game. Well, I remember he, my, my dad had left it at home and they were doing uh, weigh-ins, and that's when they kind of have to hand over that roster. And my dad, I could just remember looking for it in the car, and like, I left it at home. And there was no time for us to go back because the game was really, really far away, about three hours away. And uh, my dad had to go up to our head coach that my brother's team was on and tell him he lost the roster. And he didn't have it, and so we were going to have to forfeit the game. And I was so embarrassed by it. I was so embarrassed at the time about it because like it, you know, it was something that was that, you know, cause my dad's the reason why we couldn't play or my brother couldn't play. But later on when I got older, I always thought about it that I was like, wow, my dad had the courage and the strength to fess up to when he made a mistake. And I think that that's something that's always influenced me at work when I make a mistake or if I make a mistake with Ashley, I'll do my best to fess up to it. And that's who my dad is. My dad is somebody that is always high character that you could always count on to, to, to when he makes a mistake, he's not scared to say sorry. And I love that about him. And so is my mom. And my mom is a very, you know, uh, proud woman too and I learned so much from both of them but like for my dad in particular I think that it's that story that moment really reflects kind of like who my dad is and I think that's something that was really cool because he could have faked he could have forged the uh, roster like he could have made a phony one and then no one would have really noticed but he wasn't like that 
he was going to fess up to it. And I think that the head coach later on, if I recall, my dad told me that he said, you know what, I respect you for being honest because if we would have got caught later down the road that that was a fake roster, we would have not just forfeited the game, we would have forfeited the season. So, I don't know. That was that. That's a story that will stick with me that hopefully I'll tell our kids. I hopefully don't forget anything where I get lose, you know, before for the game. But I'll tell our kids about, you know. I'll make sure you have that. <laughs> yeah. Ashley will, be, Ashley will take I'll charge. I'll have like five copies. Yeah. And I think my mom, my mom wasn't at the game because she was, I don't know, she was doing something else. She was at a, you know, work thing probably or with, I don't know, something. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a crazy day. Um but yeah, no, there's so many stories I could share about my dad. There's so many. And I know you can share so many about your dad. But I'm trying to think of some good stories I have with your dad. When we went, me and Ashley's dad, we have a glass table here. And me and your dad had to drive in the rain and go get it and pick it up. And then we didn't have the right equipment. But we got it. He He got me there. And you know what, that time together at the moment, I was like nervous because I had to drive the truck. I didn't really know how to drive the truck. It was a work van. Yeah, it was a work van. But you know what though, like that time, I'll cherish that time with her dad because like we got to know each other more. And he is, he is a goofball, but like the dude's got a golden heart and a huge heart. And he's always looking to help people. Like we were driving, he came from work to pick me up from where I was to drive me back to a place that was far away to go get it and it was all in the ring and so i won't forget that even though at the time i was like this is crazy but now um i look back on it and that's a that was a, a good moment for both of us and he loves ashley so much and obviously i love ashley too so that's just something that you do yes and so that's something that you know i'll hold on to uh, your dad, I, I think I really appreciate him. And, um, I think he, so he had only sons. And so now, you know, I'm his daughter and <laughs> yeah. in, in law, our daughter in love, like we like to say, um, I have a few stories with your dad as well, but I think probably, um, well, first I'll start with more of the funny one. Uh, so for Austin's 30th birthday. Oh yes. This is a great one. Uh, we, I talked to my in-laws and I said, I really would love it if you came with us to Cancun, but I want to surprise Austin. And so I said, you know, we'll, we'll book the trip and everything. And then the plan was that they were going to meet us at the airport. So we got to the airport early <laughs> and we were going to just be sitting in the terminal and then his family would walk up and then, you know, kind of surprise Austin and say, well, we're going on the trip with you. And so... We, I had no clue. Yeah, This so, was great. So Austin had no idea. We had been planning the trip for months, you know, and I, you know, had told my in-laws, like, let's not spill the beans. So, you know, my brother-in-laws were in on it, my mother-in-law, father-in-law. And so everyone had done good. No Didn't one, we do a pre-birthday too? Yeah, they, they completely did like a little birthday celebration to throw Austin off and said, okay, have a great trip, be safe. And then, you know, we, we packed up and we're in the terminal and, and everyone had done a great job. We had, I had booked the trip for us all, um, I don't know, months like four before. or five months before his birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was really nervous. I was like, I hope no one spills the beans. 
And so we were finally on the day. We were in the terminal. Austin and I were, were in the terminal. And Austin said, you know, I need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. And I'm like texting my mother-in-law and like calling her and saying, okay, Austin's in the bathroom. Where are you guys? And she's like, oh, perfect. Like, we're just like checking in our luggage. We'll be there soon. I'm like, great, perfect. And then <laughs> I'm, you know, calling her and texting her. And then while Austin's in the bathroom, <laughs> Austin comes back from the bathroom and he's with his dad. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? What are you guys doing here? And I, I'm trying to play it off like, oh, dad, like, why are you here? And then he's like, I'm sorry, Ash. Like, I totally blew it. And so what ended up happening was my father-in-law got separated from my mother-in-law and my brother's-in-law. And they let him in to the airport. With no ID. With no ID, no passport. They just let him they in. They just let him in. And he was in the bathroom because he had to go to the bathroom and then ran into Austin in the bathroom. I was walking down the hall and I saw my dad. And my dad, I've never seen my dad see me and like not happy to see me. And he like, he like covers his face like, oh my gosh, like he's literally right here. And I'm like in my head because I had no idea they were going. My parents... Were did not tip me at all that they were going, and I looked at my dad. I'm like, oh, I must have forgot something. But then I was like, wait a minute, we're in an airport. You can't just walk into an airport. And he was right there, and I'm like, wait, they're going on the trip. So yeah. that was it that was, was so funny. They were so mad at him. Yeah. So <laughs> it was fun, but I just think you know, my dad, he or my our dad or yeah. Austin's dad is just. He's, you know, always happy and always smiling. And he just had this big old grin and was like, I'm so sorry, Ash. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but I think a more sentimental story is, so every year Austin's dad for Christmas buys all the boys or all the sons clothes. Yeah, sure. And my mother-in-law always says, like, I have nothing to do with this shopping. He goes on his own and, and buys stuff. stuff. And, um... And this past Christmas, yes. he actually bought me a shirt. Um, a few things, I think, actually. Yeah. And um, and I was just, like, really touched by that. And, you know, whenever I wear those those shirts, I'm very touched by it. Because he went shopping on his own and totally yeah. bought it. And, um, and I was just really, really touched by that. Because I was actually included in that. And so I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, and you had no idea. That was a surprise for you because I didn't know, obviously. And he's like, oh, and I got some for Ashley. He's like, I think you'll like this shirt. You know? And it was like a Disney shirt. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, wow, she's in? Yeah. And so I thought that that was really neat. So, yeah. But anyways, just, you know, thankful for our families and thankful for the yeah. relationships that we do have and that we do have good relationships with our in-laws. Mm -hmm. And um, so... And and nothing but love to those out there that maybe weren't able to spend time with their fathers. Yeah. This last Sunday, or or have a, a strange relationship yeah, with their dad, or don't have that type of relationship, but or um, a father that's passed away. Yeah. Or... All of those things, like we're we're here for you. We we love you all, and we're we're praying for you. And um, yeah, we we understand the blessing we do have to have our dads, but uh, at the same time, we understand and respect all those that this may not be the happiest time either yeah so what would you say is the takeaway for the week oh week? the takeaway for this week um i think the takeaway for this week is to live joyfully every day even though it may not be easy that's still yours yes oh you sorry that's my devotion <laughs> but i'm using it because it's great no i'll change it up you can go into detail uh for me it would be to 
I don't know. For me, I'm trying to focus on uh, who do I want to be? Not, I mean, there's an understanding of me and Ashley being a, a unit and everything we do, we do together. But I, there's also my own identity. And I want to find out what am I going to be in the next five years? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What is going to be my passion projects? What is going to be the things that I love? And I'm getting to that age where obviously being a parent is coming up soon, maybe, possibly. We're not pregnant. We're not pregnant, but you know what I mean. But also, like, what am I going to do professionally? Like, I love what I do now and I love where I am and I'm happy with everything I have going on. But just like, what are those projects and things that are going to make me feel fulfilled outside of being married and being a husband and being a Christ follower and being a friend and being a son and all that good stuff? I think I've been spending a lot of time trying to think of what that next, those next steps are for me. Um, so for you all, I think that could be a good thing is like to see what, what are you going to be as a, as an individual? And mine, Austin kind of alluded to it, but it was from my devotion earlier this week. And it was just talking about how, um, you are going to have times of trouble. You're going to have times where you're anxious or stressful, but rejoicing in the Lord and the goodness that he does have in our lives. And, um, you know, I am no stranger to anxiety and deal with it often. And I've just been trying to reframe my thinking and, and allowing myself to be anxious and stressed because that's a, that's a very valid feeling. Uh, but at the same time, being able to rejoice and think about the things that I am grateful for. One of the things that I was doing probably about a year ago was I would send Austin every day three things that I was thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to um, one of my best friends earlier this week and, and I remembered that and I shared that with her. Um, and so just trying to remember to think about those things and we've actually been texting each other every day some things that we're thankful for uh -huh. and so i think you know when the days get tough and when the days get hard at least if i can think of one thing that i'm grateful for which there's so many things to be grateful for i think um helps retrain my mind um to not be anxious and to not be um worry uh, or try to not worry as much and obviously you know there are things that are are going on in our lives that are a little intense, but surrendering them and knowing that God's got it, I think is really, really important. So mm -hmm. um, I just challenge you all to, if you even want to join in and, and think of or write down things or text a, a confidant or a loved one, one or three things that you're thankful for and kind kind try and focus on being grateful and having a grateful heart. Um, I feel like it'll definitely encourage you and, and motivate you. So yeah. Well, babe, this was always a good time. Um, I love you. Love you too. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.